Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet memoirist Danny Shapiro, author Sonia Kamal, and Professor Emily Bernard. From fearless family memoirs to updating classic fiction to reflect her own culture, each of these authors' works share deeply personal pieces of themselves. Hear how the recording process affected each writer, and discover which author's dreams of being an actress were finally achieved in the recording booth. Enjoy. Hi, this is Danny Shapiro. I wrote my book because I stumbled upon a massive family secret, one that had been driving my life as a writer from the beginning of my writing life, and there was nothing I could possibly do other than begin to explore it in the only way that I know how, which is by writing about it. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be intense. Why? Because it's a very intense story. I have always pronounced, when I've used this word, lacunae. It's a word that sort of means the after effects of, in the way that I mean it. And I have actually heard it from psychoanalysts, and they've always said lacunae, but my director and I came to realize that it's lacuni, which actually sounds more like a pasta than a word. And the word that I have said many times in my life, chaise, in fact, the correct pronunciation of it turns out to be chaise. And I've been saying chaise for years and years, so that was illuminating. I'm excited about the fact that narrating inheritance, which was quite an emotional experience, I think will come through in the narration and that people listening to it will hear that. The truth is that when it comes to memoir, it's really hard to imagine a narrator other than the author. I don't feel that way with my novels. With my novels, I would have many dream narrators, but I think for memoir, it ends up feeling like it needs to be in the author's voice, presuming the author is alive to tell the tale. Hi, this is Sonia Kamal. I wrote my book because I've been wanting to retell Pride and Prejudice since the very first time I read it, around when I was 16. The story of five sisters whose mother is determined to marry them off as well as possible because in her eyes, only marriage and a good marriage, meaning marrying a rich man, can lead to a successful and happy life. There are few things more quintessentially Pakistani than that. I'm originally from Pakistan, which was once a part of the British Empire, and I received an English medium education and grew up on British classics, and Austin is one of my favorite authors. I really long to see Pakistani culture reflected in my reading, for instance, samosas instead of scones and dupattas instead of bonnets. And I decided to write what I wanted to read, as well as retell and make Pakistani a classic, a classic so beloved to me and so beloved in the Western canon, and also just to show how universal literature and stories can be. Honestly, writing Unmarriageable really was a dream, and I still can't believe, you know, that it's done. Some dreams do come true, and it's out in the world to be shared with readers, both Austin lovers and even readers who've never heard of Pride and Prejudice, which seems impossible, but they exist. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be gift. 
The audio rights for Unmarriageable sold a year and a half ago, and my literary agent asked me then if I might be interested in reading it, and I instantly said no, absolutely not. I'm not an actress, let alone trained with loads of voice experience, and the thought of reading 300-plus pages with such a huge cast was beyond intimidating. Suddenly, a year and a half later, out of the blue, Linda Korn from PRH sent me an email. She'd heard my TEDx talk, which is on regrets and second chances. I'd always dreamt of being an actress, but my father forbid me because of cultural stigma, because in Pakistani Muslim culture, acting is traditionally associated with prostitution, in which case, horror of horrors, who would marry me? And if I never got married, well, then basically the world might have collapsed. Anyway, I was still planning to say no to recording Unmarriageable, but in her email, Linda wrote, I think it would be really poignant, she said, if I narrated the book myself, then it would be like coming full circle. And honestly, as soon as I read that, I was so touched by the thought of this connection and that it really would be coming full circle. And so I said yes. I mean, it was a connection I just couldn't refuse. And I'm so glad I gave it a try because I've loved this process. Every single second has been a gift to me. So yeah, the one word for me would, without a doubt, be gift. Definitely a gift. I realized I had trouble pronouncing too many words, even to count. I grew up in England, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and have been living in the U.S. for 30 years, and my brain automatically code switches between accents and pronunciations. Basically, tomato, tomato, and me saying some version of tomato too often. But thankfully, my director and my sound engineer were both there to catch me whenever I kept doing it. I'm proudest that I took on the challenge to give narrating unmarriageable a try. It's really an intimidating task. I mean, it's one thing to sit in a room and make up characters and dialogue. And I'm method right, so I'm acting out my characters on the page. But altogether another to actually give them a voice and hear them out loud and recorded forever. I'm so excited about listeners hearing this classic set in an everyday Pakistan where sisters go to cafes and discuss mothers and men over cappuccinos like, you know, anywhere else in the world. I'm especially excited about readers getting to meet the Pakistani version of the five Bennett sisters, Darcy, Wickham, Bingley and his sisters, and even my Mr. Hurst, who in Pride and Prejudice is a bit of a character who just sleeps, but in mine, he definitely has more of a voice. Just all the characters, but most especially Mrs. Bennett. I hope I did justice when delivering her lines because she's a hard one to play. Uh, Mrs. Bennett often gets such short shrift as the world's most melodramatic and bad mother. But I hope here the reader gets to see her behind the scenes motives, if you will. As far as she's concerned, her job is to get her daughters married and fulfilling the job will make her a good mother. And that was the challenge narrating her. So I hope I did justice to her. If I wasn't going to record my audio book, I would cast Hassan Minaj, who I loved on The Daily Show, and everything he's done since then. I just think he has a great voice. He's a comedian, but he's able to just do so much. And Asif Mandwi, who was also on The Daily Show, and he's an actor. I'd love Barminder Nagra, who starred in Bend It Like Beckham, or Archie Punjabi from The Good Wife, or Priyanka Chopra from Quantico. All of them would have been great. The last great audiobook I listened to is Sea Prayer by Khalid Hosseini. It's a hard-hitting story about countries, war, refugees, and just lives ruined because of all of that. And it's based on the little Syrian boy, Alan Kurdi, whose body washed up on shore. Hosseini writes from the point of view of a father to his son, so it's in a letter form. And honestly, it's one of the most heart-stirring and poignant renditions of a story I've ever heard. It's a small book, 48 pages, and you'll never forget the story or Hosseini's delivery. It's really something. 
Emily Bernard. I wrote my book because I had a lot of questions about life, and I wanted to share them with other people who might have the same questions. I was inspired by the honesty of the writers that I love so much, and really several women essayists are the inspiration for this book. And I wanted to see if I could do that too. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would probably be tender. I think it captures how I felt about the stories and how I wanted to narrate them. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the name of the fish in the essay, Her Glory. I'm excited about the chance to engage readers in a different way than I can do on the page. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Tracy Ellis Ross. I really like the sound of her voice and the way that she uses it. The last great audiobook I listened to was It by Stephen King. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.